Good morning. Denise McEwen has uh, sponsored our uh, mystery prelude today. Anybody get it? Yeah, you don't even need to say it, do you? Uh, rummage, we're still taking Rummage Thursday from 9 to 8, Friday 9 to 3, and then Friday evening sort of a sneak peek, 6 to 8 o'clock, and then Saturday 9 to 3, and Sunday 12 to 2. Also, family movie night, March 18th. Uh, pizza, there'll be pizza there, so you have dinner and watch A Bug's Life. And Lent, we're in the season of Lent. We have Wednesday services at 1 and 7. We are looking at the evidence for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this week we'll be looking at anticipated events that really did happen. And uh, there is uh, lunch at noon, dinner at 6. For lunch, chicken and cherry salad wrap and uh, butternut squash soup and dessert, and then for dinner, chili, hot dogs, mac and cheese, and dessert. Positive parenting, we have a great group of uh, ladies who gather every Wednesday, and you're certainly invited to attend the uh, positive parenting. You might want to just look at the announcements, the, some of the topics that are coming up. Also, March 14th, we're having Rabbi Glenn Harris, he's a Messianic rabbi, uh, discuss the Seder feast and the symbolism and meaning behind it all. If you've never attended, it is a great learning experience and a wonderful night. We rise for opening beginning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgivest the iniquity Oh, almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, which I have ever offended thee, and thus deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead of by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I assure you, your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Invite the children forward.
Good morning. Good morning. Oh, let's do a little better than that. Good morning. So my wife is in Grand Rapids right now visiting my daughter and her family. So she's with the grand boys, the grandkids. And I thought, you know, since they're watching, and I thought it'd be nice we take our hands and say hi to Harry and Jack, okay? Hi, wave, hi. Oh, they'll be so happy. You know, you can do a lot with your hands. And you know what? Many times your hands can help somebody. When you see somebody in need or when somebody's hurting, you can help them. Sometimes people can't do something on their own, and if you're there to help, it makes all the difference. You ever have an itch on your back and you can't reach it? You know, you have to ask somebody to scratch your back? This is what you're getting today, a back scratcher <laughs> to remind yourself that sometimes people need a hand. Oh, that feels so good. Now, I got these back scratchers years ago. Miss Kitty, I know, still has her. Sometimes I walk by her office and I see her doing this. But I want to teach you something else today, too. Inflation. Inflation means you can't buy as much as you used to with the money you had. You get less. Here's your back scratcher. <laughs> The Old Testament reading for today is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Whoever brings ruin on their family will inherit only wind, and the fool will be servant to the wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. Here ends the Old Testament reading. The epistle reading for today is taken from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 25. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Here ends the epistle reading. Put on the full armor of God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Our Holy Gospel reading this morning is from John 13, verses 1 through 17. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. <clears throat> Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening mail was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. <clears throat> 
So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, you're going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, Those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not every one was clean. When, we had, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Here ends our Holy Gospel reading. We'll continue by confessing our faith in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God, very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and descended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son glorified, who saved by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I believe in the council of baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated.
grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I remember I was a senior in high school, and that lunch, we're in the cafeteria. I'm sitting at a table filled with people, and it's sort of against the wall, so there's not much room to move your chair out. And there's people on both sides, and there was no way I, I could get out. So I, I got off my chair, I stepped on it, walked across the table, stepped on another chair, and proceeded to go to the senior lounge. Well, Miss Brandt, she was all over it. She had her finger in my face, and she said, you get back to your seat. You're not to walk like that out, out of this place. So I went back again. There was no way to get there. So I stepped on the chair, walked across the table, stepped on the chair, and sat down. I got to clean the whole cafeteria that day. <laughs> Obviously, my behavior was unacceptable. What does God expect of his children, of you and I? I want you to realize, um, you know, if you had somebody breaking into your house and you caught the thief, what, what would you first do? You'd call the police, right? But what if you told the thief, wait, it's all right, I'm going to let you go. Well, here's some food, a little cash to help you out. You would say, that, that's not logical, I know. But that's God's grace and mercy. You and I are the thieves. And yet God chose us to give us mercy, to give us grace. Paul would say in Ephesians 2, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You know, so often we think, oh, we're good enough. God loves me because I'm just a great person. We're the thief. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Imagine God chose the time of your birth, the time of your life, the place where you live, and he has good deeds for you to do. Paul in Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, remember, we're thieves, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Paul's reminding us we are priests. We are the priesthood of believers. What does a priest do? He makes sacrifices. But he doesn't talk about killing an animal. He talks about us being living sacrifices. That's our worship. Our worship doesn't stop, start and stop here. It happens out there. It happens in the world. Listen, Paul says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Paul knows it's grace and he's humble. Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. That word faith, can be translated gift, because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the gifts you and I receive. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I love, I get to be a spectator, I love watching the body of Christ here at Redeemer. You know, this congregation runs on volunteers, on those who make sacrifices. You know, I think of Altar Guild. They not only prepare the Eucharist, they keep our pews tidy and clean. Uh, people who serve in the ministry of choir, sharing their voice in worship and leading us. Uh, people who serve on board of elders or leadership team. Whatever task, you know, Bob Stewart, he's the clock guy, clock specialist, has a clock shop. He winds our clocks every Sunday. But Wednesdays, during Lent, he's been coming in early. And each week, he's taking a clock apart and cleaning it. Now, that's something I can't do. Only Bob can do that. And you and I both have different gifts, but we all belong to the same body, to the church. <coughs> Galatians 6. Let us not become weary in doing good. Paul talking to young Timothy, who's a young pastor. I think of the young people here at Redeemer. 
and how often they touch lives in their faith. Paul says to Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. At first, we Christians were called people of the way because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It was an Antioch, we're told in Acts, that the people there were no longer called the way. They were called Christians by outsiders. What did that mean? What does that imply? That we're imitators of Christ. Imitators. That's what God has called us to be, imitators of his son, Jesus our gospel lesson for today. Only in John is the foot washing recorded for us. I like how it says he loved them to the end. What's happening, they're in the upper room. It's called the upper room discourse. <coughs> Here, Christ will institute the Lord's Supper. Now in those days, you wore sandals. Your feet would get dusty, they would get dirty. At a special meal like the Passover, you would recline with your feet extended away from the table and you'd lean on the table with one arm and eat with the other hand. That was customary for the lowest servant, if you had servants, to do the foot wash. Now before the disciples go to the upper room, we're told they were debating with each other. They were debating with each other of who was the greatest, who was the most important, who was the most valuable. They all walked through that door right by the water. They knew what that water was for. A special meal like this, you wash your feet. Not one of them, not one of them would be humble enough to wash each other's feet. We are told so he got up from the meal. They're celebrating the meal. Jesus has given them ample time for someone to volunteer and say, let me wash your feet. Not one of them. Jesus gets up. He pours the water in a basin. I, I wonder if he's thinking at that time how he's going to pour out his blood the following day as he dies for these disciples who are more concerned about how important they are. He goes to each one. Can you imagine? A, wonder what he's thinking. Washing John's feet. John would be, he would be the only disciple that would witness the crucifixion standing next to Mary. Imagine Jesus washing his feet, thinking, John, you'll be standing in front of me. And I'm going to ask you to take care of my mom. And you will. Comes to Peter. Oh, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. But I want to wash your feet. To Thomas, oh Thomas, you're not going to believe the news that I came back to life. You're going to have to see me. You're going to have to stick your hands in the holes where the nails were and where the spear went into my side. Oh Thomas, but I want to wash your feet. Judas, Judas, you made me your enemy. You will betray me I want to wash your feet. There it is right there. Washing feet. Jesus takes the lowest position and washes their feet. My wife saw a sweatshirt or t-shirt the other day. It had a saying on it. It says, you can't throw stones if you're busy washing feet. How true that is. If you're busy sacrificing, busy doing ministry, busy giving yourself to the needs of others, you're not going to have time to throw stones. 
You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The word blessed can also be translated happy. Jesus is saying there's something in giving yourself. There's something in sacrificing. We're told for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. It was the joy of giving himself to redeem you and save you. And it's all his doing. Now he has called us to follow him. People of the way, imitating Christ, Christians. I want you to think about this week. What does your living sacrifice as a priest look like? Whose feet are you washing? Where are you giving yourself? Where is your faith showing? Is it there in the home? Being Christ-like? What about with friendships and relationships? What about your career, where you work? Are you imitating Christ? Are you being that servant, that foot washer? Think about it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We rise to sing the offertory.
Let us pray. O God, you desire not death of sinners, but rather that we turn from our evil way and live. We come before you, although we have sinned and deserve only your wrath, yet we flee to your mercy in Christ Jesus our Lord, who gave his body and his blood for our redemption. Lord, grant that we may ever thus believe and never waver. Grant that in such faith we may worthily come to your altar to eat the very body and drink the true blood which your Son has given for our redemption. In thanksgiving we remember and proclaim the sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we place our trust. Until his return, graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Today we pray for those grieving the loss of loved ones, the family and friends of Lisa Vautau. We pray for those facing health concerns, Megan Dilley, Linda Boyce, Linda Lewis, Beth Hamada, Andrew Flieger, Joe and Donna, Pat Nels, Tony Kernett, Ron Marks, Izzy Sherman, Janelle Thorne, Jim Zier, Dan Hildebrandt, and Elaine Schultz. We pray for those in hospice care, Joe Hamada, Helen Hitaki, and Rosebud Rosselli. We pray for a woman battling breast cancer, and we pray for all those impacted by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. We pray for peace, comfort, and strength for all those affected by the shooting at MSU. We pray for all those serving in the military, police, and firefighters. We pray for all world leaders to be receptive to godly counsel, for all Lutherans in Burkina Faso, West Africa, and for all of those suffering from other health concerns and their caregivers. Prayers of thanksgiving today and celebrate of those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries. Our sanctuary altar flowers placed by Joan and Ron Beyer and our in celebration of 60 years of marriage and our lectern flowers placed in loving memory of Bob Ernawine from Bonnie and family. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night which he's betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also after supper, he took the cup. When he had supped, and when he had given thanks, he gave to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as he drinketh in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We rise. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Mm-hmm.